Welcome to Females and Fine Fettle, from Wiped Out to Wealthy. This is where conscientious women entrepreneurs and women living like a boss come to learn about balancing their personal and professional wellness with ease. If you have the enthusiasm, motivation, and grit to make it happen, then listen up every Monday. To be sure you don't miss an episode, sign up for weekly updates at femalesandfinefettle.com. The following discussion is for educational purposes only and is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. Please don't apply any of this information without first speaking with your doctor. Now, here are your hosts, Ashley Rose and Dr. Michelle, functional medicine doctor, naturopathic physician, and East Asian medical practitioner. All right. Hello again. So we are officially a week into 2018, and I hope that the year is already looking up for you. Before we get started, I want to let you in on a big change this year. Ashley, my dear friend, will be shifting her attention away from this podcast and focusing fully on her schooling. So I'm a little sad, but as with all things, changes and pivots are what keep things interesting, right? So I wish her the best of luck. There's a good chance I'll bring on another co-host. I have some possibilities in mind, so that'll be a new adventure. So back to the topic at hand, the new year and new goals, or resolutions if you prefer. Maybe you've returned to work or school or home management this week and your routines are getting back in gear after the long holiday season. Maybe you're kicking butt at this list of resolutions, and if so, well done you. Whether or not you're staying on track with your goals, for many or most of us, the first week is a good time to really gauge how realistic the goals are that we set for ourselves. It's after this first week that it's not uncommon for us to start placing a foot or two outside the wagon, so to speak. (laughs) It's during this time that we can start losing momentum with our goals, right? So it's really time to decide, you know, are you going to admit defeat or use this as a moment to reevaluate, readjust, and get back on the horse? Personally, I always choose to get back on the horse, but believe me, I have fallen off plenty of times and I've been immersed in the health and wellness field for quite a while now. The path is never linear, not even for someone who lives and breathes this stuff, but that's a beautiful thing because we learn from our mistakes and our shortcomings. We learn what our high-risk situations are, where our temptations, obstacles, and excuses come from, and we become better equipped to preemptively obliterate them by thoughtfully preparing the next time around. The goal here is progress, not perfection. With motivation and mindset being the theme of this month, I want to touch on how our mindset plays a huge role in whether or not we're able to reach our goals. You may be relieved or irritated to hear me say this, but reaching your goals doesn't really have a whole lot to do with your willpower. So no more excuses about being weak or giving in or any other talk like that. We need to take a look at our mindset. To help prep for this episode, Ashley told me about this article she read in the New York Times called The Only Way to Keep Your Resolutions, and I thought it was super interesting. To sum it up, it says that self-control and willpower are this upward battle because we're constantly fighting against ourselves. 
we constantly are making deals and negotiating, right? Because we're inherently short-sighted. It's incredibly difficult for most people to be motivated enough to achieve a goal when that goal or prize is more than a few days, let alone years, away, right? The article goes on to talk about what happens when we sort of shift that thought process and really focus on our emotions, specifically emotions of gratitude, compassion, and pride. And not pride in like an arrogant way, but just being proud of what you're doing. So basically these emotions help us get into a mindset where we don't even think twice about small sacrifices we make because we end up giving more value to the future. So for example, taking the stairs choosing not to sweeten your coffee, getting off your butt for 30 minutes a day. These are some small sacrifices that'll end up hugely benefiting your future self. So in episode 24, we talked all about gratitude. So this is just another perfect excuse (laughs) to get on that gratitude train. Just some food for thought. If you want to check out the article for yourself, I will definitely link to it in the show notes. All right, so back to goals. When I start working with women we always start with the foundations. I call them functional foundations, and they include nutrition, hydration, sleep, and movement. Don't let the simplicity fool you, though. It's no small feat to tackle and maintain these areas, especially when we've got pressure coming from all angles, right? Family, business, partners, friends, finances. The minutes in our day literally slip out from under us, and before we know it, it's Monday of next week. (laughs) So in episode 22, we went into detail about the importance of getting super duper clear on your why and how that's Uh, really at the core of your drive and motivation when needing to make sustainable healthy change in your life. You can improve upon this by creating gratitude, compassion, and pride, those three emotions I mentioned earlier, around your why and kind of your, your future self too, if you can envision that future self. When it comes to creating sustainable healthy change, the thing that we all too easily forget is that health is literally our greatest asset. If we don't have our health and vitality, we simply cannot attain the future life we envision for ourselves. Instead, we'll just be chronically stuck in this state of treading water, hoping someone else will pop open the drain soon. One of the ways our mind and body tries to protect us is actually with negative self-talk. It keeps us safe by staying within the confines of what's currently known to be safe and comfortable. That's why we're so prone to fail when we're just depending on our willpower or our self-control alone. Negative self-talk can come in the form of comparing ourselves to others, whether it be, you know, physically, mentally, uh, monetarily, spiritually, or perceived social status, you know, I'm to this, or I'm not enough of that. Or it can be as simple as focusing on that wrinkle in the corner of your eye when you're washing your face. Maybe there aren't even words associated, but maybe it's just a visceral reaction you have. The thing about negative self-talk is that most of the time, it's subconscious. So we actually have to start training ourselves to catch it in the act and then create statements and stories that 
prove that negative self-talk to be untrue. I know it sounds cheesy, but I'm sure you've heard it before. One way to combat this is to, you know, say something nice to yourself every time you visit the mirror. Um, It's kind of like another form of gratitude, right? It can make a huge difference because you create that pattern and those amazingly elastic neurons will start to stick and that negative self-talk will just gradually sort of go away. If it's too hard to start with yourself, because sometimes it is, you can start practicing with the things and people around you. So practicing more of that gratitude will actually put you into what's called a growth mindset. If you haven't heard of a growth mindset in its simplest form, it means that you break free of limiting self-beliefs. For example, if you don't know how to do something, instead of giving up or letting someone else do it, you teach yourself or figure it out. There's this constant uh, perspective of growth and potential. So in contrast, a lot of people are living in a scarcity mindset, one where their decisions are based on fear and lack. So that's really just a giant load of self-limiting beliefs about you or your abilities or your potential. I actually just posted a quote on my Instagram account a few days ago that says, everything gets harder if you start going on and on about how hard it is. When we focus on the difficulty, the scarcity, and the disparity, then that's all we see and that's how we end up living our lives, whether we really want to or not, because this stuff is mostly subconscious, right? Personally, I love working with women who have a growth mindset because they tend to be resourceful, resilient, and really determined to succeed. If you're striving towards having a growth mindset, there are several ways to help you get there because it is a practice. I'll link to an article I found recently called 25 Ways to Develop a Growth Mindset. You can definitely go check it out on your own. Um, I'll link to the article in the show notes. But some of the highlights that really resonated with me were to acknowledge and embrace imperfections. If we refuse to look at imperfections head on, whether they're ours or others, um, then we're also refusing to find a better way um, or make improvements where we can and truly accept ourselves as the whole person that we are. We can also view challenges as opportunities. Having a growth mindset means seeking out opportunities for self-improvement. So if something is difficult, reach out to someone who might be able to help you. If they can't, they might know someone or have a resource that could help. Stop seeking approval. (laughs) Why on earth are we raised with this idea that we need to be people pleasers? This has been a huge theme in my life and it can be seriously difficult sometimes, but in the end, your life is your own, right? You need to discover your true needs and desires and then act on them and let other people do the same. Provide yourself regular opportunities for reflection. This is a great way to incorporate that gratitude again. Reflect on what you've learned or experienced for the day 
and be grateful for the learning opportunities you had and how those will impact your future decisions and experiences. If you're journaling or using a gratitude journal, like we've mentioned before, ask yourself the following questions. What happened today that made you keep on going? What can you learn from this? What strategy are you going to try now? What will you do to challenge yourself tomorrow? What will you do to solve the problem? Those are just kind of like some open-ended questions you can use as guides. (laughs) Lastly, take ownership of your attitude. Once you develop a growth mindset, own it. Acknowledge yourself as someone who possesses a growth mentality and be proud to let it guide you throughout your life. All right, so be sure to visit femalesinfinefettle.com and click on episode 26 to grab your freebie today. I've recently revamped and re-released my free online course all about creating healthy change that lasts. It walks you through the steps you need to do a little self-evaluation, refine your goal to maximize your potential for reaching it, and how to track and monitor your progress. So be sure to check it out. All right, I cannot wait to meet you back here next week in episode 27. I'll be sort of interviewing myself and sharing my entrepreneurial journey with you. So be sure to tune in to get the details. Also, we're approaching 2,000 downloads, which is both exciting and encouraging. So if you've been listening and enjoying the show, please hop over to iTunes and leave a review. I would love to hear from you and what topics you want to hear more about. I'm doing this for you, ladies, so please don't be shy. I can't wait to see what this next year has in store. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great rest of your week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Females and Fine Fettle from Wiped Out to Wealthy, a podcast to fit your lifestyle. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review at femalesandfinefettle.com. If you have questions or topic ideas for upcoming episodes, we'd love to hear from you. Please be sure to tune in next week.